0: For this
1: command is a lamp. This teaching is a light and correction and instruction are the way to life. Proverbs 6.23 Join Bishop Patrick Bruce
0: of the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama as he brings you the pure unadulterated Word of God. This teaching is anointed, practical down to earth
1: and full of wisdom and will refresh energize and bring healing to your body and soul listen to the word of god can do better with your clap. Though I, though I cannot see your face, I must see that you are excited. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for that powerful ministration. Amen. I believe that tonight we'll be very blessed. Hallelujah. Tonight our pastor will be joining us very soon. Amen. But I'm here to standing whilst he comes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I tell you, we have a wonderful pastor. Amen. Oh, I thought you'd be clapping for our pastor, Bishop Patrick Bruce. Hallelujah. But before he comes, I'm here to share something for you to prepare the way. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. And I tell you that. Tonight we will be very blessed. Amen. We have been talking about shepherding for some weeks now. Is that not it? And I believe that if you are here, then you are ready to become a shepherd. Or are we ready to become shepherds? Are we ready to join this beautiful job that God is calling us to do? Amen? And I want to read some few scriptures before... We go through what, I'm just going through what our pastor shared with us last week. Amen. And when you read Matthew chapter uh, 9, verse 36, Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, it says that, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad. A sheep having no shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. And another scripture which anytime I read blesses me so much we can read it from John chapter 21 verse 15 to 17. It was still talking about shepherding. Hallelujah. It says that so when they had died Jesus said to Simon Peter Simon, son of Jonas, lovest me more than this? Hey, tell somebody, hey. He said unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. He said unto him, feed my lambs. He said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed what? Oh, feed what? My sheep. And Jesus said unto him the third time, He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved. Amen. Amen. He was under pressure now, hallelujah. The Bible said that Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep, hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. As I said, this evening we are going to talk about shepherding, hallelujah. Let's share a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to share your word. We pray for the spirit of revelation and knowledge. And Lord, as your word comes to us, may we live here transformed. May we become the type of shepherds that you are looking for us to become. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, "Amen." Amen. Oh, I said, Amen. Hallelujah. So last week, our pastor was sharing from chapter 15. Amen. It talks about, it's on page 67. We're looking at the 15 essential features of a shepherd. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that when Jesus saw the multitude... He was what? Moved with what? Compassion. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, let's welcome our pastor. Oh, let's clap for him. He's a good shepherd. <laughs> wow.
0: Are you clapping? Are you happy to be here? What a blessing. uh, Tell somebody it's good to have a good assistant who will cover you when you are hot. If you don't have one, go and find one. But tonight I'm so happy that he's here to hold the fort. We're in a short meeting, but by the grace of God, here we are. Tell somebody we are learning to become good shepherds. And a good shepherd is somebody who keeps the sheep and himself has a shepherd. And we qualify. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you so, so very much that as we honor you, as we serve you, you keep us and you bless us. Guide us, guide us, keep us on this journey to being good shepherds in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. you. May be seated. We we have been talking about this is a shepherd's service, and the, um, the aim is to help us to mature and develop and become good shepherds. Hallelujah. And last week we were looking at uh, uh, fifteen essential features of a potential shepherd. And um, we reapplied it as 15 essential qualifications a shepherd must have. I hope you have those uh, facts, not in the book, but in your head, in your heart. Because the book dear is there, it's always been there. But we need to practice it ourselves. This evening, I want us to look at a a very short topic that is very, very important, but is key. And and, um, this is... Maybe one of the most important things that we need to have the burden, the burden of of um, ministry. Hallelujah. The, the burden in the book, chapter five, it says sharing the burden, and um, chapter six, take it up the spiritual burden. Hallelujah. Now, now listen to this. This word, burden, it is actually the greatest obstacle that a shepherd will face, as well as the greatest driving force. It's amazing that the same word, burden, is a very good word and a very bad word at the same time. It is this word which is the biggest obstacle a shepherd will meet, the burden. Of people, it is this thing which made Moses cry. Have you seen a grown man cry before? Have you seen a grown man cry before? Not football—they have lost the match, and their team has been beaten, or oh, his father has died. Then he's crying. No, no, no. I mean, to see how Esau Esau cried when the blessing was stolen by Jacob. You know, when Moses was faced with the people then he cried oh god am i am i their father did i bond them that i have all these people as 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 my as my burden i mean it's too much it's too much so the people really can be a burden hallelujah and and it is that burden you see some people um when they've seen a little bit of the pastoral ministry when they see the burden and then you say do you want to marry a pastor? What's the answer? No. Uh, why? Because I have seen what it is. I have seen a pastor as a husband. He doesn't come home. I have seen a pastor as a family man, Sunday from morning till night. He's there. He's gone the whole day. I, I don't want this life. I've seen a pastor who doesn't stay in one place, he's always moving. I don't want this life. And so when some people have seen a bit of the burden, of the pastoral ministry of being a shepherd they say no i don't want it this morning by some coincidence i asked a young lady so will you marry a pastor <laughs> what was the answer <laughs> i don't think <laughs> so oh, i haven't thought about it but this is somebody who wants to marry she's tried to marry one day somebody came to marry her then you serve us all oh, and she wants to marry and, and you are among pastors. So I was thinking that. And her brother is a pastor. Yeah. But she has seen the thing close at hand. She has seen what it is to have a pastor in the house. That you don't come home early and you are always spending money busing people, buying refreshment. Sunday is international Sunday. You're going to buy food for somebody. So so I can see that it's a burden. And so, some people do not want this burden. Look at your neighbor's face. If he's not smiling, you have seen somebody like that. Yeah, I don't want this burden. Hallelujah. And, and people, eh, tell somebody, no big joke. Say it well, no big joke. People are a burden. People are a real burden. It's true, eh? You, you agree, they are some. Even your own children are not like that, yeah. Your three-year-old son, who is breaking wee-wee on the carpet, break their glasses, is not as a burden as some grown-ups. True or correct? Yeah, people are a burden. And it is this burden which drives some people away from ministry. What are the burdens? Um, is in the book. Seven reasons why people, why pastoring people is such a burden. Several reasons. Number one, people are abiding because they are ungrateful and forgetful. True or not true? Look, ask how many pastors who are here that on your birthday, they forgot you. Have you had that experience before? On your birthday or Christmas, they forgot you. And then they say, oh, it's your your birthday, eh? And they will send you happy birthday, and they wave at you, bye-bye. Meanwhile, you have spent your money, your energy, your time. Your wife is crying, your children are crying, and you have spent all your time with them. And when it's your birthday, your wedding anniversary, it's Christmas, or it's something they even forget. People are forgetful. Hallelujah. And they are ungrateful. You will notice how people, how ungrateful people are by the way they complain. You let, so you see, one of the difficulties of the ministry is when a pastor who has labored very, very hard for many years happens to make a mistake. How many men here like girls? You like girls? Raise your hand raise your hand, you like girls, yes. How many are married, but you still like girls? <laughs> yes. It's true. It's true. Thank you for the honest words. Those two hands are down. Uh, you are suspicious. You are suspicious. I think they are, they are doing something. <laughs> we, we like girls. We, we accept it. And, and sometimes, in our effort to help I mean, a, a pastor, look, how many have frying kiloli and you add some by mistake? <laughs> I mean, ask their wives when you are cooking, as you are cooking, don't you eat some by mistake? Yes. So a pastor is taking care of. <laughs> it's a mistake. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. But when it happens, when it happens, How they crucify him a wicked man how could he what kind of a person is this hey they are forgotten all that he went through you know I mean I see this is what people make people run away like hey maybe I want my peace I, I don't want this trouble let me take my wife and go home I'm there quietly people forget and when they forget they allow you to make no mistake when you make the slightest mistake, they put you on board. You will see church members who you led to Christ discussing you whether you are called or are not called. Uh, Before you, there were sinners at the disco and the beer bar. No, so people are really uh, uh, forgetful and ungrateful. Number two, people will betray you. They will betray you. I mean, the prophet was telling us, I think two weeks ago or last week, that as for disloyalty, dear, yeah, is around, is there, is there, is around. And um, what what are the evidences of disloyalty at close quarters? I'll give you just two, just two keys, just two windows. Number one, when a man dies or a woman dies first accused is the husband or the wife yeah that's standard in most countries of the world because they don't say that oh you are the wife eh, it's not you rather you are the wife eh, maybe it's you (laughs) maybe it's you if a husband just dies they look at the woman forever like that hey what have you done so um Husband or wife are often the first suspects when a spouse dies. Number two, when there's a robbery in the house, who is the first to be arrested? The watchman. Or the watchman. Because they know that the watchmen who are supposed to watch for you have a strong tendency to be disloyal. And they will show the thief the, the wall is broken here pass here. And they will tell the thief, as you are coming, I will be asleep. I watched a film once and the man told the arm shoot here. <laughs> Don't shoot here, I'll die. <laughs> shoot here, so I won't die. <laughs> hey! It's amazing. People you believe should be loyal to you. And, and, and listen, it applies to you too. as you are here and and we are preaching to you and we are working with you over throughout all these things many many um easily forgets so disloyalty is so rampant; it's everywhere It, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be the case but this burden this reality makes some people unwilling like oh i don't want this job again people are disloyal number three people are wicked wicked. They are wicked. One pastor went and installed a CC camera in the room where the treasurers count the offering. It was, I mean, they had been there counting for a long time. And then one day, oh, he got a free camera and installed the camera in the room there. And then when the church was over, he went to look at the video. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> as he was watching the video of these treasurers counting his offering he watched like that and he said only three things do you know what he said people are wicked people are wicked he saw the treasures they will be counting 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 hey hundred dollars take put in the Brazier counting 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 hey 50 cities take put in their panties hey and, and, and they left him all the five cities one city CD, two cities and he was saying that as for my church they only give five series, one city as Samoa when they give the hundred city and the 50 city they harvest it at the treasurer's room and he was watching and he said Three words. What are those three words? People are wicked. Hey! These are your tra- a treasurer. is your trusted. Ask your neighbor. Who knows your pin code for your ATM card? Who knows it? Some of you, even your wife doesn't know. <laughs> even your wife doesn't know your pin code. Your pin number. There are some men here, your wife doesn't know your salary. True or not true? Yeah, as a wife too. We don't know yours too. (laughs) People are wicked. And that is why we don't want trouble. We don't want to be involved in this shepherding work. I want my peace. Number four, people can abandon you suddenly. For Demas has forsaken me. I must confess my biggest shock, which as I think about it, should not be a shock. But it was a a, a surprise shock. I thought, tell somebody he thought. He was thinking. I thought that when they start church, all my members will come back. I thought. I thought that when they say, okay, you can meet again. I will just sit down. And they will come trooping. Hooray, I thought, But now I'm wiser. <laughs> I have been abandoned suddenly by many of my members. Not, not just last month. Not, and there are people who were with me. I mean, they were my members. January, February, we were here for the, 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 the Little Artic Conference. They were here with me for the conference, clapping for me as I was preaching. Giving me fans, what a word! What a word! Hey, now, after a few, a short break because of COVID, they have passed somewhere. People are wicked. They will abandon you suddenly. That's what you are facing. Amen. For Demas has forsaken me. Hey, look. I mean, and, and you see, these things is not a secret. It's not a secret that only we know. People can see what's happening. How many have ever seen a couple, man and a wife walking or standing? And as they are standing together, they've not said anything. But as you look at them, they see your head, they are quarreling. I've seen some before. They are quarreling. But they've not said it. You see, you can't hide some things. You can try to be polite. You just say, my wife and everything. You say, my wife and everything. I just smile. But we can see from your face that all is not well. And so when a pastor is is handling his church, we can see from their face, we can see from what's happening that mm, the church is not easy. And then they say, Do you want to be a pastor? They say, "I'm, I'm thinking about it. But the answer is no. I don't want to be a pastor. Why? I can see the troubles that pastors face. And, and it's a real problem. I'll not lie to you. Yeah. One of the biggest, biggest um, challenges that pastors face is burnout. Burnout. I've forgotten the figure, but a certain number of pastors, thousands of pastors, resign every year out of burnouts they are finished they have no more energy, no more zeal they are tired they have labored for people who are ungrateful people who have done things and then your little boy has gone to go blow a little girl in the corner, it has fought the church and then the whole church has turned against you one pastor, his wife died Then, I mean, when you are a man and your wife has died what does it mean? yeah. It means that there's no activity. And so he too he went and married again. Do you know what they said? Why have you married again? So what should I do? Why has he married again? His wife has died. Why did he marry again? He should be there. Why? why he should be where? <laughs> he should be there. And because he married again, they left the church. No, are saying, oh, you see, Pastors, when some people see this thing, they'll say, Me, shepherd, pastor, I'll be a businessman. Yeah. Because people will abandon you suddenly. Number five, people are equalizers, disrespectful, and impudent. No respect. No respect. If you're a pastor and you park your car and you come late one day, you see they've parked where your parking places. If there's no usher to stand there and say, don't park here, when you come, somebody's parking there. True or not true? If you're a pastor and you have a chair or a seat and you get up and there's a program going on and there's no usher there, when you come back, somebody's sitting there. But meanwhile, when you go to Absa Bank, Echo Bank, or any other bank. The, the, the manager's place, you can't park there. If everywhere is full and there's only one place there, you can't park there. Yeah. But here they said, oh, after all, we are all children of God. Don't be so. Yeah. It's our church. You said it's our church. Now it's our church. You said that the church is for us, it's not my church. It's not the prophet's church. It's, not, it's our church. Okay, it's our church. I want to part there. Now nah, They are impudent and they are equalizers. Number, number six, they are disobedient. That's the burden. Look, you see, uh, tonight I'm preaching to you for you to become a shepherd and a good shepherd and a committed shepherd. And you will see all these things. But tell somebody, it don't matter. We know they are there. We accept it. They are disobedient. Because when you talk about tithes, just, just today I was checking my tithe percentage. Hey! Hey! I, I won't say it. <laughs> but most of our members are not tithing. And when you say the thing, they will clap for you, they will shout everything, but Tidest stand up, only one, two, three, four, five will stand up. True or not true? Yeah. Meanwhile, you have said the thing, ah, you have explained it, you have preached it, you have prophesied it, you have pastored it, you have done everything. You yourself have used yourself as an example, but still they will not do it. Why? People are disobedient. And if you like, if you are if you are a pastor and you are you are a man. If you are a pastor, you are a man. Go to the young people and take their phone and check. You will be afraid. You will see pornography. You will see. You will see things. The same people you are preaching to about these things, and they will be laughing. It is. It, they still have it. They still have it. If you are a pastor and you are strong and you are brave, ask your choristers how many are fornicating here. The choir will finish it. And the ashes too. And the members too. And the members too. They won't finish. Because all the things we are saying, they are still doing it. Hallelujah. This is amazing. People are disobedient. And the last thing. um, Why people are a burden. They are, they don't understand. And they do not respond. You can talk. They will look at you. They will smile at you. They will do everything. But at the end of the service, when you stand outside and ask them, so today, what was the announcement? You'll be sad. (laughs) I said, you'll be sad. Only one in ten can tell you what was announced. The other nine, they didn't hear it. Or they heard it, they didn't understand it. Next week is International Sunday. We have announced everybody come Wearing international dress. How many will come wearing international dress? About 30%. About 30%, 40% will come wearing international The other 60%, they will just come. And they will come and sit down like this. And though, will they be sad? Would they be depressed? At all, they came. And they have, if you wear batakari or wear kente cloth, or wear something, wear something to show that you are doing international or national or tribal or something. Now they will come wearing their you water and their jeans and their uh, uh, L.A. Lakers t-shirts. <laughs> That's all. What America? I will come and wear L.A. Lakers t-shirt. They come and sit here with their. Uh, they don't care. I, I, they, you see, you don't they understand? And you see, as you have preached and they come and sit like that, people can see that the pastor is preaching. They don't mind him. So, why should I also be one? Are you here this evening? People are a burden. Hallelujah. And it is this reason why a lot of people are not keen to be shepherds. Just this evening, I called somebody. She was an elder on campus. I mean doing a very, very good job on campus. This evening I called her and I was talking to her. So I asked her, what do you want to do for me? She said, anything. I said anything. Okay. Will you pass that? No. <laughs> so why is there anything? And on campus you are an elder. But now that we are in the real world and you are dealing with human beings, no. I'll do media, I'll do technical, I'll do things by human beings I don't want it it's a burden hallelujah it is false for us to pretend that it's not a burden it's dishonest for me to tell you that the work is easy is is not true It's not fair hallelujah it's not true and that is why a lot of people are not keen on on this work of um, the 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 shepherd the shepherding work but you see this burden that is the obstacle it is this same burden that is the driving force that is what will make us become shepherds hallelujah Amen. this same burden it is a burden i mean without a burden nobody can do this work hallelujah without you see something must drive you a man with a wife and a nice, comfortable house to go out Sunday morning at five a.m. and come back Sunday night at one a.m. and then Monday morning you are going to work. Something must do you. Yeah, something must do you. You cannot just behave like that. that it must. You see, one of the reasons why drugs—I uh, uh, mean the uh, um, the, the Addictive drugs are so destructive. Is that when people become addicted to it, they will do anything to get their next dose. And that's when they just break car windows and steal things, break car speaker, take a laptop. I see you on the road, pull a knife, bring your money, because they are driven. Something is driving them to get. I need, I need my next dose. I must have it. And you are there. You are holding a watch. You're wearing canvas. Your canvas looks like hundred cities. Bring, bring the canvas. Bring the canvas. I'll go and sell it, and then buy the, my next dose. That drive it it feeds crime, because they are driven, and they you see one, one, one man, he sold his house, his house. His house things. He sold, I mean, he's a young man. His parents okay. His parents' house. Sorry, his parents' house. He sold the things. When they come, he has token, plates, cutter, he's selling them to go and buy drugs. Why? Something is driving him. Amen. And, and so, for you also to do this work, you must have a burden. Something must drive you. Hallelujah. One man who was driven, who had such a burden, was Jesus. Amen. Jesus. Jesus had a burden. Something was doing him. Matthew chapter 3 verse 36. Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved. Something moved him with compassion on them. Hallelujah. When he saw the people like that, he said, no, no, no. I I, I can't stand there like this. Something moved him. One day there was a, a man, a, a footballer, an American footballer, and he was walking in a park. And he heard them shout, shouting. There was a lake nearby. People were shouting, shouting, shouting. So when he went there, what had happened? Some boy was in a boat. He had fallen into the, into the, uh, the, the, the water and he couldn't swim, like many of you. It, it was spl- splashing. This one here. Okay. <laughs> and the one behind you, too. And all those, yeah. And the girls too, all the girls. Splashing in the water. And as it was in the water, people were standing at the edge. One man said, call the police. One said, call the fire service. One said, call an ambulance. Call his father. Call his grandfather. Hey! They all stood at the water's edge. Shouting, calls. And the boy was in the water, splashing. Shouting, and they all stood at the water. Called the police, called the fire service, called the ambulance, called the governor, Call the, uh, calling everybody. And the man said, I can't swim too good, but I got to try. I can't swim, like you. I can't swim too good, but I got to try. And this man, he jumped into the water, trying to swim to where the boy is. Do you know what happened? He drowned. Oh yeah, he couldn't. He, I don't swim too good. I don't swim too good. I just say I don't swim. If you swim, you swim. And there's no too good or too bad. If you swim, you swim. If you don't swim, you don't swim. When you say I don't swim too good, I just say you don't swim. But I've got to try. Something made him, a man who couldn't swim, jump into the water because he saw a little boy drowning. And he tried to use patapa to get, get there. It didn't work. And then he, he, he drowned. Amen. Why? Something drove him. Something must drive us before you can become a shepherd of the people. Hallelujah. I thought you were clapping for me this evening. John 6 39. John 6:39. Of all that which He has given me, I should lose nothing. Hey, you give me six, I'll give you six. Not I'll give you four, five, or three. All the members you gave me, I'll I'll lose none. That is that is that is what it is. John 17:12. That those that thou givest me, I have them. I have kept them. That has been our challenge here. We have been discussing our members. Our mem- We have lost our members. We have lost our members. They have abandoned us, left us, gone away, forgotten. They are wicked. They have gone to other churches. Some of them are, are at home. And we have lost our members and we are crying. And he said, I I shouldn't lose anybody. Not one. Not one. Something must drive you. Hallelujah. Are are you here this evening? If there's nothing driving you, you cannot be a a, a proper shepherd. You will be some kind of shepherd. Next week, I'll show you there are different kinds of shepherds. Vampire shepherds, hireling shepherds. Hey. Some kebab-eating shepherds. (laughs) Next week, I'll show you shepherds. Shepherds. There are shepherds believe me but we want the good shepherds and the good shepherds some I mean what makes a good shepherd a burden that drives you that I need to be a shepherd somebody must do this work when you look at all the people walking around all the young boys all the young girls recently I heard somebody um, um, a mother was begging that they should open their schools why her girls are blowing time too much. Oh, it's not true. I heard it somewhere. Uh, they uh, they should go to school. They should go to school. There's COVID there. No, no, no. They should go to school. Why? They are just having sex too much. And I heard many are pregnant. How many have heard this it already? It's true. They are pregnant. They are just around. Many teachers... People don't care. It's the mothers who care. You must care. Something must stir your heart before you can become a good shepherd. Because you can see somebody over there and the person is a grown-up, it's not a child. You can choose, you this big girl, you can choose whether or not a man will hold your breast or not. You can choose. If the man holds hold your breast, you allow him. Yeah. And so what am I coming to do? Stop it no it's not like that and you must care that I want to I want to go and you see the, the, a good shepherd there he sees a wolf coming he doesn't run away he goes to fight the wolf to save the little sheep from the wolf and some men are wolves and there are some she wolves too <laughs> yeah and, and he's going to fight the wolf to save the sheep because if I leave And and many of our members they are they are very naive, they don't know how the world is 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 wicked and crooked. And so if you don't step and help them, the the many will spoil. I mean, a lot of people, including you who are here this evening, if not for a church where you were cared for, there was close marking. Some of you by now you have spoiled. If there was no close marking, you are here because your pastor is watching you. And Sunday, dear, if I don't go to church, I know, I'll get a phone call. So Sunday, I'll put my phone off. They know. But you see, Barham, I'll see you somewhere. So Charlie, let's go before they come and catch us. That's why they have come to church. Let's go before they come and catch us. But if nobody came to catch them, they would stay at home and just lie around. Then a wolf will come and catch them. Hallelujah. Yes. Tonight you've got to have a burden before you can you can do this work. I mean, all I'm saying, all that I'm saying is true, is good, but it still requires a burden. Hallelujah. Yes. Jesus had a burden. I mean, Jesus' burden was so much. When they said that, let's take the burden off you, don't die on the cross. He says, now don't stop me, I will die. They said, oh listen, you are, you are disturbed there. Eh? Look, let's go to somewhere where you will not see the kids again. He says, no, no, leave me. Leave me with them because I want to be here with them. I mean, our, our prophet, when he finished school, all his mates went abroad to uh, America and other places. He says, no, I'm staying here with my sheep. Yeah, people don't believe it. It takes a, a certain burden before you can uh, um, commit yourself. When I was in Tamale, I was doing the church. We were, we were doing something 20, 30, something, 20, 30, 30, something like that. And then I saw the first increase when I bought a piano. Then they say, Hey, the man is serious," <laughs> Because at first, it was a small church, only a pulpit, and we're just singing in a classroom. So only a few nurses came. God bless nurses. I didn't hear any amen. amen. Only a few nurses came. And then I went and got a piano. They said, hey, the man is here. And then a few more came to join. So the church rose to about 30 or 40. Then we're there, uh, 30, 40, 50. Then uh, somebody was selling a house. Then I went and bought the house. When I bought the house, then they said, hey, the man is here. He's not going again. They said that oh this man he will go soon he will go soon oh uh, this people they are here for one two three years they will go soon they will go soon so nobody was coming to the church just a few came you see when they see a, a burden makes you committed it makes you I'm staying with my sheep I'm not going anywhere until you have such a burden such a driving force you cannot 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 be a, a good shepherd. You'll be the other kind of shepherd who shall look at next week. Hallelujah. So tonight, just before we close, um, how to have that burden? Before we close tonight, just a short. Tonight we are just. You see, listen. The book is available, and and this evening I'm summarizing. I'm pointing you to what is in the book. I'm not taking it into detail. I'm trying to give you an idea so that we can read ourselves and talk to your pastors and find out a bit more what's happening tonight how to get that heart that heart that is going to make you into the good shepherd hallelujah how to have that burden um god called spoke to moses and said gather me some people and i'll take the burden off you and put it on them it's a spiritual burden it's a spiritual burden you'll take it off you and put it on them, Day too, Numbers 11, 16, 17, they too come and share their burden. It's too much for one person alone to try and do all the work. It's too much. One person alone can't do it. Hallelujah. So, um, how to, how, how you also can get that burden and how we can make it work. It's very easy. How to get the burden, number one, Forget your own burden. Do not be overcome by your own burden. Amen. Genuine ministry begins when you can separate yourself from your own burdens and take on the burdens of others. You know, the burdens of mankind that I mentioned earlier on, those burdens, we all have them. All of us are inside. Plus, the beddings of finances, beddings of health, beddings of, of job, uh, beddings of studies, education. All those beddings are on all of us. Nobody is exempted from those beddings. Amen. You see, you see a young man, um, he's here, he's going up and down. He's looking for a wife and he's trying to marry. You see a young lady going up and down. She's trying to, one day, a certain, I was with a certain pastor, then as we're there, then, cring, is. this was in those days when the phone was doing cring, 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 cring and it's phone rang, And then, what happened is, then he took the phone and said, yes, 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 okay. Then he hung up. Then I said, hey, he, his face was very straight. Yes, yes, yes. Then he hung up. Then I said, hey, what is it? He said, <laughs> Who was that? My wife. What? Uh, today's ovulation day. <laughs> come and let's have sex now. I want a baby. Is that, is that yes? Yes, yes. <laughs> to, tonight is the night I'm ovulating. My eggs are. Come now. Come tonight. Yes, yes. Hey! It's a burden. It's a burden. You have a wife who wants a baby, and you are roaming, chasing. Other people who are blowing up th- and doing abortion. And you are looking for a baby and you are not coming home. And tonight is the night. Come home now. <laughs> Come now. <laughs> I said, you must put your burden aside. It is, it will cost you money. Money you can't afford. Money, you need yourself. Sometimes money, your wife has asked you and you said no. Then when you go, remember I will ask you, you check, where's my wife? I can't see her. They get collect. Money, you need yourself. You'll be given to your, your members. You must put aside your own burden. Hallelujah. Until you do this, you cannot be a good shepherd. Because your own burdens they are heavy, and you can't carry two burdens. Are, no, no, even one is enough, enough to fully, totally commit, com- commit you, to all your energy. You must, you must be able to say, "I am thirty-three. I'm not married. I don't care. I'm going to. I will not be here wearing lipstick, and I'll join the choir, and then we'll be doing tim 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 tim." no uh, 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 no i'm going to go and do the the street evangelism i'm going to be with the little children the little children are there from seven to nine which of them will marry you nobody will marry you and their parents are already married they will marry you too so as you are there doing saved work or going to do dancing stars in bantama there bantama here who will marry you there so as you are doing you know, I tell you, my chances of marrying are getting smaller and smaller But you must put aside your own burden that I'm not married, I want to marry, and I'm going to do this work that I have as a safe teacher, as a dancing uh, dancing star uh, uh, campaign leader, or or whatever. I'm going to put aside to do this work. I have exams coming next week, but Charlie, I have not seen some of the kids. I have to go and look for them. So I must learn hard and go and spare some time to catch them and come back and finish my topic. Otherwise, I may pass the exam and lose my kids. You've got to put aside your burdens. Hallelujah. Without that putting aside, you will not do it. One of the biggest burdens is financial burdens. Financial burdens. You need money. But instead of looking for money, you are looking for souls. And you are spending money, the little you have, and you are paying for somebody to come to church to come and just fool around and go home again. And you are wondering, should I continue paying? When I pay to, they come in the church. They are chewing gum when they come to the church. Church land blown, and they pass to go in town. I'm going to buy watch and come. My little money, they are spending it. What should I do? No. Put aside your burden. Hallelujah. Are you here tonight? Tonight, uh, decide. I know I have problems. No, I mean, decide. I, have, I know. I have problems. I know. I have issues. Job, uh, family, health, whatever it is. But to be a shepherd, a good shepherd, I must put it down. I must lay it aside. I must be willing, willing to endure some inconvenience and make sacrifices that I can be a good shepherd. And the second one is, you got to pray. You got to pray. Because it's not natural, it's abnormal. It's abnormal, it's not natural, it's not not correct. When your kids haven't eaten, take money and give to somebody whose kids are also hungry. Your kids are also hungry. Okay, mine should eat gari, and yours should go and eat kinky and, and, and stew. It's abnormal to behave that way. It's abnormal when your shoe is dying, has sports, then you take money and give to somebody to go and buy a shoe for his child. It's not normal. And that abnormality is only God who can put it into your heart. You must pray. You must pray for a burden. Hallelujah. Um, um, you must pray. It's it's something which is is... Um, many, you see, many will see what you are seeing and they won't care. Many will see the same fields, white, and will ask, but who is going? And they won't care. Many will be standing at the water's edge and they will shout, call the police, call the fire service, call the ambulance. Many will be shouting, but they will not jump in. It is that bedding, that supernatural bedding that you must pray for when it enters your heart, that is what will make you uh, uh, jump in the water and say, I will do this thing. I, I, I want somebody to decide, I'm going to be a good shepherd. I'm going to be a good shepherd. I'm going to be a good shepherd. Hallelujah. I'm going to be a good shepherd. That's my desire. I, I know it's hard. I've not finished my assignment, but I'm going to be a good shepherd. do I just put your hand over your hearts and just pray. And, and you see, know your heart. I know what is right. But what does Paul say, Romans 7? To, to will is with me, but not to do. I know that it's good to be a shepherd. But when it comes to a doing, it's not easy. It's not easy. I know, but the doing is not easy. Tonight, just put your hand over heart and pray for yourself? I need to, I need to, I need to um, um, be a good shepherd. Lord, give me that burden. Shabaya, kataya. Our pastor, our, our prophet, our, our father, he left. He left his profession. All his friends are specialists. They've all become uh, uh, gynecologists, internal medicine, uh, uh, whatever it is. He's just a doctor because he gave up that specialization to be a doctor to stay with us. That was his sacrifice. He just gave it up. I'm just a doctor. I didn't specialize. I'm just Mister Do- Doctor uh, uh, Edward Mills. That's all I am. Yes. But something drove him to make that step. Tonight, pray, oh Lord, change my heart, change my heart, change my heart, change my heart. Wherever you are, just pray for yourself. I need, I need this change in my heart. I know that within me ha, is no good thing. That's what Paul said again in Romans chapter 7, the same 7. Within me is nothing good. I know. I mean, I I, I can even know that I I it's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to do to be a shepherd. I, I know it's good, but uh, Charlie, it's not working for me. It's not working for me. And me me, I want to go to America. And they will tell you America is dangerous. It's safe. Everything's happening, but still I want to go. It's, that's how it is. Tonight, just pray for yourself, Lord. My heart, just change this heart of mine. Change this heart of mine. Give me a heart that is that is uh, uh, willing to. Lay down my burden for that burden that you give me in the name of Jesus. Shabbaika te raba sandede bakatiri change my heart, O oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Change my heart, oh God. Change my heart, oh God. Change my heart, oh God, change my heart, oh God. Change my heart, oh God. Change. I know my heart. I know my heart. It's not a good heart. I know my heart. I'm focused on dresses, on shoes, on money. I want to change my car. I want to get a bigger TV. My phone. I want iPhone 12. I want to move ahead. Galaxy 20. I want to do and build a, buy a land at, at, at a vantage place. But tonight, I just decide, Lord, change my heart so that I can serve you. I can serve you. I can serve you as a good shepherd. As a good shepherd. As a good shepherd. Sandada. By myself, I cannot do this thing. But if you change my heart, I will become that shepherd you want me to. And Lord, tonight, thank you so, so very much for every single person who's heard this word, those in this hall and those watching by Facebook, by YouTube. Thank you for everyone who's taking the time to hear these words, how to be a shepherd by having a burden, a burden that is going to make you willing to lay down your own burdens and pray pray our prophet prayed seven hours from ten to five he prayed seven hours lord give me a burden give me a burden just prayed over and over and over and over lord give me a burden that's how come we have a church as we are here tonight lord thank you for everyone here this evening let this prayer be heard and answered let this prayer not be a prayer we pray in Let it be a serious cry from our hearts. We really want you to change us. Make us to become shepherds of the flock you have given us. Turn us, turn us, turn us into the workers, the ones who see the wolf coming and not flee, but go and like David, chase after the lion and the bear and grab it by the beard and kill it and deliver the little lamb from his mouth. Thank you, Father, for... Everyone here this evening, let our prayer rise to you like a sweet aroma. Let our prayer cause heaven to pay attention. Let our prayer change us. Answer this cry from our hearts. Some of us, tonight is the first time we are praying this prayer with seriousness. It's the first time we know about this job, but we have not really given ourselves to it. Tonight we really give ourselves to it, to become shepherds of the flock you have given us thank you so so very much in jesus name and all the saints say, amen tonight you want to bow your heads wherever you are you are watching facebook you're watching youtube you are here wherever you are it doesn't matter at all you're not born again and you are not sure that if you die you're going to heaven wherever you are just do me a favor lift your hand if you are here or put your hand over your heart if you are somewhere if you are driving don't close your eyes Just keep driving, but put your hand over your heart and just let us pray together this simple prayer. This is the prayer of salvation, that if you pray after me, your salvation will be assured such that this great salvation, we don't neglect it. If you are here, lift your hand. If you are watching, put your hand over your heart. Let us bow our heads and pray. And please pray after me. Dear Jesus, Tonight, I ask you to forgive me my sins, wash them away, and change my heart. Lord, give me a new heart, one that will love you and serve you all my days. Father, this evening, prepare a place for me in heaven by your side, and write my name in the book of life. Tonight, as I pray this prayer, I am born again. And Jesus is my Lord, my Master, my Savior, and my best friend. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Father, thank you for everyone who prayed this prayer from their hearts here, everywhere, in the whole world. Thank you for everyone who tonight has recognized that i need jesus to save me from my sins and to make me fit for heaven and i pray that that person's decision will never backfire will never fade or wane that person will never turn aside to go back to the
1: world when he ran to me he took me in his
0: arms till my